Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, you are bringing such revelation to us this week of phrases, verses in the Bible that we're so familiar with. We read verses that talk about the fullness of Christ. You've just come back from your holiday. You've been thinking and praying about this for three weeks. And God has given you what you believe to be a new revelation that you're sharing with our listeners today, that Christ is in us. We have him as our righteousness, our holiness, our healing, as you were saying yesterday. Well, it's not really a new revelation because it's there in the New Testament. As I said yesterday, you know, I've been teaching this, written a book about it over 20 years ago. I've been teaching this for all that period of time. But sometimes God takes truths that are familiar to us and gives us new, fresh understanding. And that is what is new. It's it's coming at the thing, I suppose, you could say with a different level of faith. And that, again, is a work of God within us because Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. You see, Jesus is everything. And when you were first born again, God gave you that one gift of Jesus. And that's the only gift you ever need from God. And in him is that fullness of life. But you said earlier in the week as well that very often we ask God for things that he's already given us, that are Mm. in us already. Because I think, you see... The understanding of many people, even of many people that would call themselves people of faith, they would say, well, everything of of God, everything of Jesus is available to us because we're Christians. But they wouldn't necessarily understand that everything has already been given us. Whereas this is the revelation of the New Testament, that God has already given us that fullness. We have already received that fullness, Paul says. We have already come to that fullness of life. And therefore, we are to live in it. He, he talks about this to the Colossians. We're to continue in it, which is only a reflection of what Jesus is saying himself, you see. Abide in me. He didn't say abide in a gift from me. He didn't say abide in anointing. He said abide in me and I, I in you. Not just knowing that you have my life somewhere available to you out there. And every time you pray, you get a little bit more of the life that is available to you. It's not like that. He's saying, no, I am in you. And Paul says the secret is Christ in you. So the person of Christ in all his fullness is put in every believer. That's what we have. And what radically changes our prayer life is we're not praying from a position of thinking, well, what I need is out there somewhere, and somehow I've got to pray to get it into me. No, no, it's already there within me. I've got to believe that it's there within me, and that as I pray and as I persevere in prayer, God will release that which is within me into the circumstances of my life. Then why is it that so many Christians feel utterly inadequate? This is the lesson that Paul was taught by Jesus himself when he prayed about what is usually called his thorn in the flesh. And you remember, he had this thorn. doesn't really matter too much what it was. It was probably somebody that was opposing him in the work. I I don't think it was a, a sickness. It's not really what you would understand from the Greek. But even if it was, it didn't matter because it's the principle of what is being taught that is is really significant. 
Three times Paul prayed, Lord, take this from me. And the answer that Jesus gave him was, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, do you remember we saw at the beginning of the week that John said in the first chapter of his gospel, from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. So what Jesus was saying to Paul is, Paul, you have the fullness. You have the fullness of my life. And from that fullness of my life that is within you, there is sufficient grace. And you might feel under a point of pressure, but whenever you are under pressure, whenever your faith is being tested, you will find that my power is released into your life. My power is actually made perfect. It's expressed more perfectly in your life from being under that pressure. More and more of the life that is within you is being released. So what Jesus was teaching Paul is, yes, Paul, in yourself you feel weak. In yourself you feel incapable of dealing with this situation. In yourself you've, you're crying out to me, God, get me out of this situation. And I'm saying to you, Paul, I know how weak you are, but it doesn't matter how weak you are, man, because in you is Christ. In you is the fullness of life. In you, therefore, are all the resources of grace you need for this situation. In this life that is within you is the one who enables you to overcome. So Paul learns the lesson and goes on to say, I will therefore boast about my weakness that the power of God may rest upon me. He said, that's like saying, it doesn't matter anybody knowing how weak and utterly useless and hopeless I am in myself because I have Christ in me. And then he goes even beyond that point, And he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So long as I know my weakness, I will depend upon the one who lives in me. The great difficulty for many Christians is when they begin to think that they're strong or they begin to think they're capable or they begin to think they're able because then they begin to trust in themselves and think, well, I can do it for God or I don't need God's help on this or I don't need the one who lives within me. It's all right, God, you take a rest. I can do it. And that's what leads to one disaster after another in our lives, and because it's the height of pride. You see, what pride to have Jesus, the Son of God, living in you and to say, take a rest, Lord, let me do it. And God raises up the humble, but he resists the proud. And every time we trust in ourselves, we're being proud. And so even if you're praying prayers, which ultimately are saying, oh, Lord, help me to do this, that, or the other, you're actually praying a prayer that God can't answer because you're praying a prayer that's coming out of pride. It's all right, I can do it, or I've got to do it. And God said, no, no, no. The secret is not you doing it. The secret is Christ in you. The secret is understanding you have my fullness so that it doesn't matter what situation you're in, Christ in you 
can overcome. Christ in you can love. Christ in you can be righteous. Christ in you can release the healing. Christ in you can be your deliverer. Christ in you can release the provision that you need into your life. It's really changing our mindset, isn't it? Absolutely, totally, completely. But that's what faith is all about. That's why all these years I've been preaching every day on Premier Radio and now on UCB as well to bring these messages of faith because it, without faith we can't please God. The only way we can please God is by learning to live like this. And it does take a radical change of mindset to be able to do so, doesn't it? You were talking about being dependent on ourselves mm. and independent of God. And just how serious is that? Because let's face it, in this country, most of the time, we jog along quite nicely without God. It's only when we trip over that we tend to call on yeah, Him. Yeah, but you, you see, most Christians don't try to live without God. But what they do is they, they, they fall into a great trap because they try to share the throne with God in their lives. They say, well, let's do it together, God. And it says, no, either you do it or I do it. You've got to make your choice. And you see, faith is learning not to trust in yourself. This is why Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, he's got to deny himself. Not try to be righteous with his self-life. Not try to be holy with his self-life. Not think that he can heal with his self-life. Not think that he can do anything. No, he's got to deny himself. He didn't say he's got to deny his sin. He didn't say he's got to deny everything that's wrong about him. He said he's got to deny himself or he can't follow me. Because the only way that we can follow him is by letting Christ in us produce his life and express his life through us. And you see, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes because, you know, I've been preaching this stuff for 20, 25 years, and you see so much going on in the church at large where it's people trying to do things for God. It's people trying to depend upon themselves and often even arguing amongst themselves is the best way to do something instead of together trusting that the Christ who is in us will come forth and that his life will be released into the situation. And that's just, it's another world, Julia. It's another world. And let me say just one more thing. God has been, was impressing upon me only this morning when I was praying. Uh, he was saying, you know, uh, most people therefore compromise the truth. And what they do is they conform. They conform to whatever the lifestyle of other Christians is around them. And they think that therefore to be a good Christian is to conform. If I conform, then I'm doing all that is expecting of me. But he said, my Holy Spirit never wants you to conform. Because to conform is to come out of compromise. How do you conform? You conform to what is most convenient. And you see, this is what we've all done in our Christian lives. We've reduced the gospel to what is convenient. And we conform to what has become convenient. So along comes something that is of faith that challenges our conformity. And we say, yeah, this is different. Wait a minute, I don't know that I can take this. And you know, that's the very thing that Jesus did. He came along with something that was so radical that the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, who were conformists, they just wanted to conform. They couldn't take it. But I believe that God is about to really shake his church, saying, I don't want you to conform to compromise anymore. I want you to become the people of faith I've called you to be. <laughs> 